Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We used to sing a song, and I actually asked Sister Boyd about it yesterday, but it went, Only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe, only believe, only believe, all things are possible. Only believe. You believe that this morning? You believe that this morning? You believe that this morning that when God is in this place, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Praise the Lord. If you will, turn your text to Luke one thirty-seven. I'm not going to be very long, but I believe God is going to restore and move and in this place this morning. You believe that with me? In faith, you believe that with me? Amen. I'm going to start in Luke 1, 37, and then I'm going to go down to Luke 18, 26 verse. Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Luke 18, 26 through 27 says, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and they that heard it, who then can be saved? And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Matthew 17 and 20 says it like this. Again, Jesus speaking to his disciples. says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto the mountain, remove hence to yonder. He'd been in the hills at some point, hadn't he? Yonder. Place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth now out but by prayer and fasting. How many knows prayer works? How many knows fasting works? How many believes in the power of God that can move in this place today and change your very life? Hallelujah. I want to speak to you for a little bit this morning on nothing is impossible. Look to your neighbor and say nothing is impossible. Look to your other neighbor and say nothing is impossible. I wonder if you lay your hand on your neighbor and begin to pray for them that God would touch their unbelief. In the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord. 
Believe in your power, God, and your mercy is in this house, God. We're asking God right now, God, that you let miracles, signs, and wonders, God, be released in this house, God, that faith, God, would come forth. God, that you would fill those with the Holy Ghost that need you this morning, God, with speaking with other tongues, God. Those in need, God, we come before you, Lord, believing in your power and your mercy in this place, God. God, we give you thanks in advance, God. We see your power, God. We see your glory in this house God and we are going to break down those strongholds God believing God and anointing God right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus can we clap our hands believing God is going to move in a mighty way in this place today look at your neighbor and tell them how nice your shoes look amen you may be seated I hope you said it whether you thought it or not. I heard of a story not too long ago, maybe four or five months ago. I was watching a minister on, online and he was telling about this man that was blind. And every week this man would go to a prison and they would escort him inside after they'd done checked his clothes and got him cleared to go in. And he would go in there, that blind preacher, and he'd preach his heart out in front of that church, in front of that chapel. God would move in a mighty way, but when he was done, he would look at these guards and he'd say, take me to John Red Fuller. John Red Fuller was a man that had broken to a home. And in the middle of breaking this home, the the resident came home and through a scuffle, he shot her. When he, he, he obviously, um, being there, he, he killed her. And every time this service would end, though, he would say, take me to John Red Fuller. Well, finally, he got clearance to go see John Red Fuller and he would take him down death row and he would stand in front of that cell and he'd say, John Red Fuller, God's gonna fill you with the Holy Ghost. And John Red Fuller would look at him and he'd cuss him and he'd curse him and say, get out of here, preacher. Get out of here, preacher. You don't know what you're talking about. And he would go back and go on back to his home and the very next week he'd come back and he'd preach his heart out and he'd say, I want to see John Red Fuller. And that guard would take him to John Red Fuller and he'd look in front of that cell and he'd say, John Red Fuller, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And this happened time and time and time again. John Red Fuller got convicted after a couple times after this preacher would come. He said, you know what? Go ahead and take me to that preacher. Take me to that preacher. I want to go to one of his services. John Red Fuller came to those services. It happened to be on a baptism Sunday. John Red Fuller watched them baptisms go. These men go down in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And God washed their sins away. If you've never been to a baptism where you see your sins were washed away, it's very evident when they come out of the water. I said it's very evident when they come out of the water. Well, this John Fuller began to get convicted during this baptism. He walked to that blind preacher. He says, blind preacher, I want to be baptized. He says, you're going to have to repent. He says, I repent. He repented. They baptized John Fuller with that in that water that day. 
John Fuller came out of that water speaking with other tongues. God will follow you. He will be in your very presence when you put forth effort to preach his word. But you got to speak with dominion that God is going to do great and mighty things. You see, when we lay hands on the sick, we already see him recover. When we lay hands on those that want the Holy Ghost, when we lay our hands on them, we believe right then that the tongues are going to be released and the Holy Ghost is going to be released in those. But see, this blind man, he spoke with authority and believed that God was going to touch this man. Every time he would go to that cell, John Red Fuller, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. When he came up out of that water and speaking with tongues, he got went in decent composure. He went into his briefcase, that blind preacher, and grabbed a Bible. He said, John Red Fuller, I've got something for you. He handed him that Bible, and on the front of that Bible it says, Reverend John Red Fuller. Twenty-five years went by. He had baptized many. He preached in front of those chapels. Many received the Holy Ghost. 25 years later, he was released and preached many revivals. I'm talking about Jesus name revivals and many received the Holy Ghost because one blind preacher spoke into that man saying, John Red Fuller, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Many receive the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for a preacher that is blind to the things that I come in here with that's going to speak faith into my life, that's going to believe that God is going to fill me with his spirit, that God is going to touch my life with conviction and say, Bobby L. Gibson, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Bobby, you're going to be healed. Bobby, God's going to deliver you. Jerry, he's going to bring you through the things you need to be brought through. I want a preacher that's going to speak with dominion and authority, knowing that God is going to move, move mountains. Thank God how many is happy for a blind preacher. Praise the Lord. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord? I'm thankful that we serve an awesome, mighty God. I'm glad that he is, has everything in control, even though it seems like everything around us is out of control. I readily admit that there are times that God seems a million miles away, but in reality, he is just closer than we think. He is the closest at the mention of his name. Whatever our needs may be, he is always there to help bear 
our load. If we are tempted, he is our deliverer. If we are sick, he is our healer. And whenever we need a miracle, God is still the miracle worker. I do not want to portray him as a savior, as a kind errand boy this morning who is becking at our call. But I do want to tell you this morning that God is concerned about his children. And he is always there to answer the prayer that is ushered in out of our very heart of faith. It seems that many times the reason why we fail to receive our answer from God is because we haven't prayed. It's not because we have not known God's will or way, but maybe the lack of our faith it has never been questioned of God's ability or power. For by our text we read that for with God all things are possible to them that believe. So if you will allow me again to ask the question, if God is able, if God is able, what's keeping you from your miracle? There's no lack to our God and he is mighty in power. He's not some gray-haired, gray-fatherly figment of our imagination that just stooped over with a beaten staff in his hand. He's the God of the Bible that declares to be the almighty God who knows no limitation or bounds. He is the ancients of day who fills up all space and time. He is the great creator of the universe who has made all things including man whom he made in his own image. And what God becomes to us strictly depends on what and how we really see him. How big he becomes depends on how we put the magnifying scope of his word to our spiritual eyes and focus in upon the God who is bigger than anything we could ever imagine. Romans 10 and 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing by the word of God. Some of you may look at me and say, man, why every time you get up here you preach about faith? Why do you always preach about miracles? Why are you always talking about healing and, 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 and someone getting the Holy Ghost? Because that's what God called me to do. I'm, that's where I feel like God wants me to minister at. I believe God can touch you. Yes. I believe God can heal you. Yes. Do I believe in miracles? Yes. Do I believe God can fill you with the Holy Ghost with speaking with other tongues? Yes. When you think that the moon is just over 100,000 miles away from the earth and Pluto, the farthest planet in our solar system, is nearly 10 billion miles away, and traveling even further, 50 billion miles away from the earth is what the scientists call interstellar space. And even it reaches distance impossible for us to imagine. There you find the Proxima Centauri. 
Yes, I did not know this until I looked it up. The nearest star to our galaxy. It is just 25 miles away, uh, 25 trillion miles away, just a Sunday drive. Just to reach that star by space traveling, traveling at a speed of light, it would take the entire human lifetime to get there. And beyond that, we find what is known as the intergalactic space, which is the space between galaxies. And beyond that, there's absolutely no ending. Can you imagine a place where no human telescope can discover the contents of its black scape this morning? A place where no human will ever go, distant so fast and great that no human mathematically equation is ever going to measure it, ever. And then to realize that God is bigger than that. Just the mere whisper of the voice of God created all that. It wasn't anything for God to structure this universe and everything we will ever discover about it. It was just not a problem for God. He never even broke a sweat. God doesn't struggle like we struggle. God showed Moses in his deliverance of Israel that he was mightier than Pharaoh and his armies. He showed Joshua that he was bigger than the walls of Jericho and bigger than the barrier to victory. He showed Jehoshaphat that some battles don't belong to man, but they belong to God. In the New Testament, after man had not heard from God for 400 years because of sin's separating powers, angels heralded at the arrival of a deliverer and a savior. And then Jehovah God, who had so often delivered man's past, stepped out of the shadows of eternity into time and came again to show us that God is certainly more than enough. He's more than enough. He opened up the blind eyes. He unstopped the deaf ears, caused the dumb to speak, the lame to leap, and the dead to rise again. <clears throat> I, I spoke this scripture a couple weeks ago, Luke 4, 18 and through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, that's those that are hurt, to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. First John 3 and 8 says, Because of sin, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. God is our supreme ruler over everything. Isaiah 66 and 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build upon unto me? And where is the place of my rest. He, is, he rules the earth. Psalms 24 1 says the earth 
is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and that that dwells therein. How many believe that this morning? Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Shout with a voice of triumph in this place. He rules over the kings of the earth. Proverbs 21, it says the king, king's heart is the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. God has all power to change man. God has the power to change man. Let me share a testimony with you real quick. Is that okay, guys? We had just started SCI a little over five years ago. We are, we are dealing with some men, I, and I hate to go back to this every message, but we are dealing with men that need God, Amen. that need God. Me and Brother Toby would go there and we'd speak. Brother Chris would come with us. And believe God is going to destroy those things that come into our lives. A man would come in. I'd say he's every bit of six, 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 seven. I mean, built like, I mean, big. <laughs> he's about my size. <laughs> but he, you'd, you'd give that old boy a hug and it was like, hitting the block wall and that man would come there and sit and we had I mean we, we had a couple guys that big one was Robert Gilman and the other one was Matthew Armitage and them old boys would stand up and they looked like the twin towers in this place I mean they were big guys and God, we'd get up and we'd just preach the grace of God and salvation how he can touch you and pretty soon you see old Matthew Armitage he'd go to the next row a couple weeks later he'd come up to the next row and he kept on coming. He kept on coming. He made it to the front. He would just sit there. I promise you when I say he'd sit there, he'd sit here just like this. And he would stare. He was interested, but he, was, he had to put on that toughness. Now, what you got to know about Matthew Armitage, he, 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 he murdered a couple people. Matthew Armitage murdered a couple people and was put in that place. And evidently, he didn't think that was enough when he was outside, so he came in and done a couple of those too. And we watched God just start moving on Matthew Armitage. He'd, he'd stand up. Long old arms. Not knowing what to do, we say, Matthew... Just repent, man, repent, man. He'd lift up his hands. We got to talk about baptism. I don't even, was it you, Chris, at baptizing or was it Toby? I don't remember who watched, which one it was, but we, man, when we, when we have baptism, we make that thing a service, man. We have, we'll have like a bunch of them. We'll say, we'll get the speaker and we'll say, in the name of Jesus, we baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and they'll come up. And they all, we got them now where they're rejoicing. Yeah. We baptize them, they'll come up. And I remember, I, thought, I think it was Toby, because we couldn't get both of y'all in there in the baptismal. And, and we put old 
Matthew up, and he came up, he came up. Hands up. But a month goes by, man, we're, we've been preaching, we've been having revival in that service. And Matthew says, before you get up, I want to say something. Okay. Hold on, let me get the guard before I say no. He comes up there. He says, I want to tell you guys something. When I came here to this prison, I sat on that row year after year. There was a towel in there, and I, I would think about tying that towel, and I'd think about hanging myself. I didn't have anything. You remember these words, Toby? I had nothing to live for. Three life sentences. I have nothing to live for. But he got that old smile on his face. He said, but I want to tell you, when I was baptized and when I repented of my sins, God filled me. I got everything to live for. I've got everything to live for. You see what happens if God creates a hunger in your life and you want to see everybody else just like you. You want to see everybody run like you. You want to see everybody leap like you. You want to see everybody raise your hands like you. You want to come with authority saying, Bobby, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Matthew, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. God can touch you. God can touch you. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord this morning. He rules our elements. Proverbs 30 and 4 says, declares he gathers the wind in his fist, binds the water in his garment, and he has established all the ends of the earth. Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves and the temperature. Tempetus, see, and these obey this this when he obeyed. He rules our enemies. He rules our enemies. Elijah understood that even in the face of their insurmountable numbers, the Syrian army, that the angels of the Lord are encamped about them that fear him. When all the servant could see was the enemy, Elijah could see the host of heaven and the flaming chariots of fire. Second Kings 6 and 16 says this, And he answered, Fear not, for they that with, that's with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Open his eyes and he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. He seen it. He believed it. He prayed it. He rules over Satan. He rules over death. He rules over hell. 
Amen. Our God is the peace speaker and the problem solver, the miracle worker and the heart mender. He is the provider and my supplier. He is my shepherd. He is my song. He is my sword and my shield. He is the healer of my disease and forever all of my iniquities. He is the holy and highly favored and exalted. He is merciful. He is majestic. There is nothing too hard for him. He sees it, overcomes the overcomer. The captain of our salvation. He alone uh, altogether is worthy to be praised. He is lovely. And Jesus is his name. Herod could not kill him. Learned men could not baffle him. Politicians could not bribe him. And Pharisees could not trick him. Pilate could not touch him. The devil could not budge him. The cross could not keep him. And the grave could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. There is no sickness that he cannot cure. AIDS and Alzheimer's, arthritis and anorexia, bulimia and persitis. Contract, contract, uh, contrary to what the Satan says, he can heal cancer. How many believes that? I've seen him do it too many times not to believe it. God is a healer. He can heal depression or diabetes, emphysema or epilepsy, hepatitis or heart disease, melanoma or migraines. God is our healer. The Bible still declares that by his stripes we are healed. Can we stand? Can we just clap unto the Lord? Can we thank him for his word? How many believes what was spoke today? Come on all across the house. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our hands and begin to worship the Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Lord in this place. Oh, God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. If you have a need in your body this morning, if you need the Holy Ghost with speaking with other tongues, I'm going to ask you to make your way forward. I believe God is going to touch you this morning. Come on. If you need a touch in your body, God is here to touch you this morning. Come on. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord, believing he's going to touch. I asked Brittany to pull up this book Acts 2 and those that have doubt this morning I want, you, I want you to read this word with me if you have doubt this morning of a healing if you have doubt this morning of the spirit of God coming into your life I want you to lift, listen this and watch it says and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place Verse 2 says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were filled. Say filled. With the Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. And began to speak with what? Other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. If you need the Holy Ghost, it's here today. Acts 2 and 38 says this. As he was given the keys to the kingdom, this is what he told them to preach. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Go to the next verse. This is the most important part to me right here. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The day of Pentecost happened. They received the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost was speaking with other tongues. It went on generation to generation to generation. And it's still here today. It's still here today. It's still here today. If you got the Holy Ghost, lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord. If He has filled you, If you need it this morning, I ask you to come forward. Let God touch you. Let's come. Let's create it. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.